Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Haley. She is the founder of Profit Planner and the host of her own Profit Planner podcast. She helps emotionally drained workaholic women uh, basically all of us, <laughs> find which tasks drive profit so they can transform the hamster wheel they call their business into something simple and automated. Yeah. And you guys know we talk about all the time about chasing that profit, planning for the profit, organizing, planning, numbers, data. And Haley is team data numbers profit plan. So if you need actionable steps on how to like actually organize that in your business and what to ask yourself and what to look for and what to cut so you can create an actual profit plan that you can do every single month, every single quarter, it's kind of up to you. Then this one is going to really give you the breakdown on how to do that and help you create a system to filter out all the noise so you can focus on what actually matters to grow your business. Oh, Haley, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so pumped to be here. Well, you talk all about planning for profit, and I feel like you're just a woman after my own heart. So it just only made sense that we had you on the show. Well, thanks. Yes, I feel like we have a lot in common. Yeah, for All the numbers. (laughs) All the numbers, yes. So if you don't like numbers, this is your chance to tune out. No, this is your chance (laughs) to tune in. Because you need to be paying attention to this. So I would love to kind of get your take on why you put so much emphasis on profit first. Yeah. Well, if we don't have a profitable business, what I find most about entrepreneurs is especially we're so creative, right? We have all these really big ideas. And plus we listen to a lot of podcasts, which produces a lot of ideas and we're doing all these things. But at the end of the day, if we don't have money, it's like that's the oxygen to our business to keep it running, to fuel this lifestyle that we want our business to fuel. So that's why I love profit planning, which is what we're going to dive into today is because it's going to teach you how to have a profitable business, but not only that, break down your revenue goals into what you actually need to be doing every single day, like having that to-do list, which what I've found is people, a lot of creative entrepreneurs, they're working 10 hours a day because their work is fun. But if they worked a little bit more strategically, they could be working three to four hours a day being done by noon and having a really successful, profitable business that doesn't require them all the time. Mm -hmm. 
Amen yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where we when we got to that point when it was finally like, oh, we can have a half day because we actually work strategically. It was a little yeah. bit of like of a mind mess where it was like, but do I don't I still need to be working? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Getting there you, was weird. How have you overcome that mindset shift of like not feeling like you're missing something or that you shouldn't still be working even though you're quote unquote done? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is the what we've been told our whole lives growing up is you have to work hard to make good money. And if you don't work hard, then you don't deserve the money. And that's something that I've struggled with. I mean, I live in a very tiny town in the South, in Arkansas. Literally, it takes five minutes to get through my town. It's one road. So very backwards mindset, still catching up to 2018. So I deal with a lot of mindset issues because of who I'm surrounded with. And I think a lot of that is figuring out, okay, who can I look to? Like Abigail and Emily, like look to them and say, okay, wow, they're taking a half day off. Yet, do they deserve the money they get? Of course. They still work their butt off. Of course they deserve it. So why wouldn't you? And just surrounding yourself, like keep listening to this podcast, keep listening to audio books and podcasts that surround yourself with those kind of ideas. And I think if we look at who our top five circle is, that's going to help a lot of our mindset issues. Yeah. <laughs> I I keep, I definitely keep tabs on my top five. And I feel like I'm constantly shifting it because I'm like scared I'm going to miss something. Like uh, I'm like, <laughs> I have to be friends with her too, or him too, <laughs> and make a point to get to know all the people. But I, I definitely don't think it's all about people. And I, but I think a lot of it's about processes and like streamlining those sort of things. Is there any particular processes you felt like have made a big shift for you in your business? Yeah, I think the huge process, the big umbrella is what I like to call profit planning. And underneath profit planning, there's all these really cool processes that make up what profit planning is, but I promise they're not scary. They're actually really sexy, especially when you get down to the color-coded to-do list that does not put chains on you, but actually gives you freedom to have those afternoons off. So do you want to just go ahead and like dive into step-by-step? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So step one, we need to figure out what your big dreamy revenue goal is. So let's say you are a freelance graphic designer and you want to have a six-figure business. Right now, you might be making 2000 a month. Like You're you're successful. Like you, you're doing really good, but it's you're a little bit stuck in the hobbyist here, but you want to say, no, I'm a CEO. Like I'm not just a creative entrepreneur anymore. Like I want to be a CEO of a business that still has fun and has that flexibility. Okay, cool. Now that we've defined that, then we're going to go into what makes up that revenue goal. So this is where the numbers happen. And again, we're going to make them sexy. So we're going to define all of your income sources. So what are those income sources? Are they package number one, package number two, package number three? Let's say those are your, your three income sources. And this is the part where you get to eliminate things that don't make sense, which you'd be surprised at how many things you might be offering right now that don't make sense and aren't actually making you money. Like you left, for instance, a lot of people, and I know you guys have talked about this on the podcast multiple times. There might be something that you're offering, like let's say you might be adding copywriting 
onto one of your packages, yet you're spending way too much time on it and it's not actually profitable. So instead, you could be just increasing your prices or upselling something that's digital or doing something that's increasing your profit without increasing your time. So that's something that I would like you to really dig in and audit and not feel bad if it comes out that you're eliminating a lot of crap because... That's a good sign. Yeah. That's a great sign. A lot of um, of our physical product-based listeners do this, or we encourage them to do this, and they get the rude awakening of like that line of birthday cards that they think is making a huge impact in their business is like less than 1%. And it takes up either a bunch of physical space in their house or mental space to design or create or whatever it might be. So just cut it. Yeah, cut it for sure. And so then we're going to figure out if you want to hit that revenue goal, how many times do you have to multiply each income source? So let's say package number one is $500. Package number two is $100. And package number three is 1000 Well, then if you want to hit that six-figure business, then that means you need to make around 8500 a month. So that might mean you need four package number one two package number two. I don't really know how to do the math right now to add it up to 8,500. But, but do you know, the we're going to have the numbers. <laughs> right. So you have those numbers, right? And then what I want you to do is I want you to figure out how can I actually automate each income source in my business? And what I like to do for, for client, this is a little bit different than physical product, but still map it out. Like from the time your customer arrives at your website or sends an application to the time you're offboarding them or sending the product, what happens? There's a lot that goes on between those two windows. And all of that can pretty much be automated. And there might be a few things that could have systems around it or are outsourced to a really inexpensive VA that knows what she's doing that you don't need to be doing that stuff. So that's what I would like you to do. And then now that we have our income sources, we know our numbers, we're feeling really confident about these numbers, maybe not really confident, but you're feeling somewhat confident. Then we're going to move on to projects. So what projects are actually driving these income sources forward? I think of this as in four business pillars. So typically, There's four things in your business that are driving your income sources and making these things happen. It's one, well, I guess one of them is income sources. So three things, three three pillars. Traffic, you obviously need traffic like Pinterest, email marketing, Facebook page, right? And then two, content, audio, video, written. So Facebook live show, YouTube channel, IGTV, podcast, blog. And then number three is community. So Facebook group, Instagram stories, those kind of things, right? So a lot of what I see is my listen to a lot of podcasts. And then from these podcasts, you might think, oh man, I need to have a Facebook live show. I need to have a YouTube channel. I need to do all these things because they're telling me I'm missing out. And so all of your three pillars get clogged down with all these little things. And then it's actually pushing your income sources forward way slower. And that's what I find a lot. So I feel like we need to unclog. That was not a sexy word. So unclog I don't know that. how to word. <laughs> All I can unclog. picture is like plungers and like pulling hair out of your shower drain. Out of a shower drain, yep. I know. Yep. I, I should have thought of a better word choice, but we're all picturing it, it together. So it's the right experience. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is something we even had to recently do at the end of last year. I remember we were wanting to add on a strategy. We were wanting to like beef up our YouTube game. And we had oh, you know, yeah, we I have remember our that. playlist. We have our channels. We have it. And we were like, it's a missing opportunity. And we were like bringing people on board because 
we're the, like, we're not going to be doing that ourselves. Like we're past that role in our business. And I think one day we woke up and we're like, why? Like that, like it's so far <laughs> down the pipeline of ability to bring in money. when We have other things that are already doing that for us that we can systematize and, and perfect. So like, it's not going anywhere, but we're not spending our energy and our so money on those pillars. Are you suggesting exactly. picking one for each or not necessarily doing all of them? Or how are you suggesting we look at those? Such a good question. I'm so glad you asked, Abby. (laughs) So it totally depends on what business stage you're in. And I like to split up each business into four stages, which I know people don't like to be compartmentalized. But this is just the best way for me to figure out, okay, where are you at? Because as soon as you know where you're at, then you have a better, clear vision of where you're going. So build, develop, grow, scale. Those are the stages. So build, develop is whenever you're reaching the six-figure mark. Grow and scale is when you're headed towards the million dollar mark. That's kind of how I split it up. So build, you're making three, two, three thousand dollars a month or less. And with that, I would say one for each. I'm not even kidding because what happens is you are learning so many new things right now. And so let's say you want to have traffic, your email list. You need an email list. And I know you guys teach that too. Like that's kind of like a foundation mm-hmm. basic. Not in the right now if you're not. Yeah. Non-negotiable. So we need an email list. And then with that email list, let's say someone says, you need this traffic source. Nope. You're going to use your profit plan to filter all that. So you only listen to podcast episodes that has to do with email list right now. That's it. If it says another traffic source, then you're not allowed to listen to it because you're going to get a really great ideas. And I know you because you're really creative and we can't have all those ideas. And even if you do have ideas, because if you're like me, I dream ideas. Like, I'm telling you, when I sleep, I wake up. I'm like, oh, I could do this. I have a new business idea. <laughs> I can do this and this and this. So if you do, I use a son. I know you guys use Trello. So we have a lot of Trello users. Get a brain dump board and brain dump all those beautiful ideas in a lovely column. That's what I want you to do. That way they're still there, but you're not actually working on them. And what I do is I actually go through this profit planning process every quarter. So you look at your brain dump column and you say, okay, cool. I'm going to go back. I had this idea. Why did I even think this was a good idea? You you have those two approaches. Periscope, that's closed now. (laughs) Right. I do miss Periscope. (laughs) Periscope is fun. (laughs) Yeah. So those are the big things. And did that answer your question? Yeah. So you like when, when do you think you add on more? Like what stage of business would you be at where you have more than one in each pillar? Once you've automated it, you can add another. That's, that's my kind of plan. So for instance, with an email list, let's say you batch all your emails three months in advance and then you're good to go. Well, then it's just sending automatically. You've automated it. Great. Like now you're thinking like a CEO. Now you can add Pinterest. Now you can listen to all those Pinterest podcast episodes that you're wanting to listen to, right? So that's kind of how I do that. Now, once you've outsourced Pinterest management, then you could add a Facebook page or, well, you probably should have a Facebook page, whatever. You, you can actually pay attention to it. Like, right, right. You exactly. can set up your systems, but not strategize on them just yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I recommend. And it's been proven really well for my students because it kind of mentally gives them a filter, which I feel like as entrepreneurs, we don't instinctively have that filter. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. So what's next after we define kind of where we're putting our emphasis in as far as building content and community? What's next after that? 
Yeah, so now we've defined all of what's underneath each pillar. Then we go into the projects within the pillar. So I know we kind of umbrella here. So profit plan, income sources, pillars that are driving the income sources forward. And then we're going into projects that are driving the pillars forward. So it's like we have multiple people pushing the other person along, if that makes sense. Just imagine that visual in your head right now. So teamwork, go team. Now we have the projects. So for the projects, this is like, for instance, let's say you have a Pinterest as your traffic source. Okay. So projects, let's say you're starting from scratch. Your project could be start a Pinterest profile, or maybe I need to go back and optimize my profile for the search engine. If that's not the case, then what does your monthly management routine look like? Now that's a project. So then you're going to systemize that routine. First of every month, I'm going to add this many pins to tell when I'm going to do this tribe or... I honestly don't know because I don't manage my Pinterest anymore. I am so out of date on Pinterest strategy. But But I'm sure there's some really cool things you can do with it. (laughs) So we need to document those really cool things in a very detailed list workflow. So that's kind of what we do with projects. I also consider launching a project. So if you're doing a launch, like if you're a product-based business and you have a flash sale going on, a 30% flash sale, the 30% is a lot. That lucky customers. So 30% flash sell. Uh, if you have one of those, then you're going to document that. Okay. When is this launch happening? What needs to be included? So then for your projects, you're going to outline everything that's pushing those pillars, forward, which is going to be a lot. So that might take a few times of, okay, email list. What is everything that's making this email list happen? Well, then underneath your projects, you're going to have your tasks. So your tasks are what makes your project happen. So Uh, Going back to Pinterest, your monthly management routine is a project, right? So within that monthly management routine, you're saying, uh, I need to, let's say, check Tailwind every Monday at 10 a.m. I need to... I need to stop using Pinterest as an example because I don't do that. Because there are (laughs) other examples that you use Pinterest for that I don't know what they are. (laughs) Or like, I guess a launch. I I do launches. So a launch would be a good thing. And I know a few of you guys are, are doing launches too since... The awesome masterclass that you guys have includes launching. So with launches, you have tons of tasks, right? Yeah. And so all those tasks make up that one project of, okay, if you have a webinar, what's included in the webinar, the landing page, the sign-up page, the thank you page, all that stuff. So those are tasks. Now, once we have all of your tasks that make up your project, that make up your pillars, that make up your income sources, that make up your profit plan, then we assign due dates to every single task. And this goes, and I use Asana, and I know Trello is a little bit different, but based on what I do, this is what I kind of do. In Asana, you can assign due dates to each specific task and subtask. So it all goes on your calendar. Then you can color code all those tasks based on the type of project it is in your Asana calendar. So that is what I love because now at every single day, you're going to wake up, you're going to grab your smoothie, put on your yoga pants. Maybe meditate, do some yoga, sit your cute booty in your office chair, and you're going to see this color-coded calendar right in front of you, and you're going to know exactly what you need to do and nothing else. So instead of working 10-hour crazy days, aimlessly working, asking yourself, what do I do next multiple times a day? Because I know you're asking that question. You're not going to do that anymore because you have a defined to-do list, and you're going to say, if I just check off these things, if I maybe even fit them into the cracks of life in this crazy schedule, I'm done for today. I can go get my nails done. I can go get a blowout. I can, I can do whatever I want. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And I think it can also help people start to see like, because I know a lot of our listeners still have a full-time job or they have kids at home that feel like a full-time job. And so the hours are like nap time or before school or after work or whatever it might be. And I think specifically the example I like to always, sorry, mom, is pull up is my mom. She works a full-time job and she's creative director for her jewelry design business. And I was just chatting with her yesterday and she goes in through these ebbs and flows because she does not set up systems like this where she's like, oh, I feel so bad. I haven't posted on Instagram in like three weeks and I'm just going to sit down tomorrow and just like hash out like 30 posts. And I asked her, I said, okay, but for what? For what? 
Like, do you even know how many people are visiting your Instagram? Are you selling anything? Are they clicking anything? Is your traffic going from Instagram? Are you making any sales from that? And she's one of those people. And I know I'm, I lovingly call her out and I, but I know a lot of our people, like some of you have this issue too, where she's got her website with some products, her Etsy with some products, her big cartel with some products or shop envy or whatever, all of the different stores. And she's like, doesn't you don't know where the sources are coming from. And so I think having something set up like this, it doesn't matter. We're not saying that you can only use this if you give your business 40 hours a week, or if this is your full time job, you can literally fit this in no matter what else you have going on during the day. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, we have a lot of members in the Profit Planner Lounge that have a full-time job and have specifically created a profit plan to quit their full-time job. So that very beginning step that we took at number one was your in- what monthly goal do you want to hit? Well, if you just want to replace $5,000 a month, great. Figure out how does that $5,000 a month correlate to your to-do list on a day-to-day level. And a lot of what it's profit planning is basically quarter planning, quarterly planning, but way better. And a lot of quarterly planning courses are teaching you, you know, projects, what do you actually need to do, all that kind of stuff. But no one is teaching people what to do on a day-to-day basis. And that's where people get hung up because you can create this beautiful, you know, quarterly plan if you want. But if you don't know what that looks like on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., well, then you're kind of screwed if if you're like me because I need to be held accountable. I I need that, you know? No, this all sounds very similar to how we've taught our audience to break break things down and put it in sexy chunks and make it all all those projects and tasks. And I know the thing that ends up stopping a lot of people is they make they're really good at the planning part. They're so <laughs> good at breaking it down following all the rules, making it perfect, but their implementation, let's just be honest, sucks. <laughs> and so what? how do you feel like people should take this and utilize it to make sure they actually do what they say they're going to do? Yeah. So what I like to do is I give myself a little reward system. And it used to be with food. I that was like, had to change you really quickly. Candy, <laughs> done that. I did hibachi fried rice, yes. and that had to change. <laughs> You're like, I'm I so good truck. at my job. I get to eat fried rice every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, pat on the back. My boss is the best, right? Uh, <laughs> no, but I I do reward myself, and if at the end of every week I have completed all my tasks on schedule, I give myself a pat on the back. Now I buy myself presents. But I also, you know, have a business that that's okay to do that with. But if you're like on a budget, M mm-hmm. M&M candies, yeah. maybe hibachi fried rice. Start small, yeah. yeah. But just something, well, and you know, I, I the biggest reward for me is a profitable business. So like, it's coming right. if you do it. You're right. Like you're welcome. Yes. By having it done, because if you plan it properly, you know that all of those things are actually going to lead to profit instead of just being fluff Mm -hmm. activities. Well, it's so funny that you guys say that because this morning I was... So I have multiple businesses for most of you know that by now. And someone made this post of like, if you do this, then your paycheck will reflect this. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to do that. And I was like, I already know that. Why am I being weird about it? Like, but sometimes you just have to acknowledge that if you do all the pieces, then that could mean a thousand extra dollars next month. 
And if we have a thousand extra dollars, that might mean I get a new laptop or that might mean I can buy the camera I've been eyeing or whatever. Um, or you're like me and you're like, I need a backup mouse because if it dies one more time, I'm going to like chuck it out the window. Um, <laughs> Do you have the mouse that plugs in? <laughs> no, but underneath? It, almost, oh, okay. it was it was a catastrophe. I replaced it with four sets of batteries before it worked. I thought it was dead. But it was oh, no. I had bad batteries and I didn't know. Anyway, I just panicked. That's a totally <laughs> another story. <laughs> but I, I do think we have to acknowledge that, I mean, rewards I think are incredible. I too like to make them food. And so that is a whole other problem. But I think lately it's been self-care and I really like that. So even if it's not going and spending money, like, going and getting your nails done, it might be like, I'm going to take time to spend 30 minutes and meditate. And then I'm going to journal, or I'm going to read a book, or I'm going to sit on my floor like I'm 15 again and paint my toenails. Like, I don't even know if I can reach my feet anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or sit outside and like not feel guilty about not working for a second. Yeah. Those rewards can be simple. They don't have to be complicated. Mm. I so remember like a when we used to work like sun up to sundown or basically when our partners would leave for work and then they would come home from work and we were working the same 9 to 5 schedule when we didn't have Even to more but than we felt- worked during their commute Yep, and lunch and all of those it was really, really healthy bad. times to work <laughs> yeah it was bad but it's kind of going back to like what we were talking about the at the beginning of this conversation it is really weird to be done at noon or done at two or like put not start until 11 because like I need to take my daughter to the doctor or I want to take her to breakfast or like something happens, right? And you just want to say yes to those opportunities without feeling guilty. And I even, guys, like I even have to remind myself of the uh, the profit planning that we have done or the income producing activities that I have already done or I've delegated to my team. Every Tuesday, we have a massively long team meeting and everything gets spread out. We talk about stuff. And that's generally like a pretty like slim day for Abby and I because we've like like vomited, brain dumped everything out to our team. And so I feel bad some days for like not like getting right into that hustle and like getting some stuff done. But I'm like, I've done literally what my job is today. And so having like, I want you guys on this side of like stepping into that role, but also know that it it is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd love to hear more of your take on the analyzing profit side. So you've done all the work, you've taken your time, you've rewarded yourself for getting things done. But how do you like kind of decompress like at the end of the month or the end of the quarter? What are the analytics you're looking at? How are you judging your progress? Yeah. So I've actually made this really fun because I am not a details-oriented person and everyone thinks I am because I teach profit and systems and processes and workflows. But the thing is, I teach how to automate it not to actually do it. (laughs) So I am definitely not a details-oriented person. So when I'm looking at all these spreadsheets, I'm like, this is so many details. And I love the numbers, but I want someone to talk it 
talk it out with me because then I don't feel like I'm lonely and doing the spreadsheet. So what I started doing is I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this fun. So I have rented a hotel room or an Airbnb or something at the end of every month. And I'll just look over all these spreadsheets that my team's given me. And by the way, if you're not doing reporting on your business, guys, you need to do reporting in your like right like yesterday. Okay, that needs to happen. Just outline everything that you need stats on Pinterest, website, Google Analytics, uh, email. What is that? List it out. Make a spreadsheet. Put in the numbers. And if you have a VA, have them put in the numbers. So, yeah. Uh, but I, what I do is I get really comfortable, put a hair mask in, and then I will dance to a really awesome uplifting song. <laughs> And then I will dive into all these numbers and figure out, okay, this is where a lot of my incomes. And I actually do uh, income reports on my podcast. So this has helped keep me accountable too, because I have to get all my numbers and, you know, shit together before I do that. So that's been great. But I look at all these numbers. I'm like, okay, well, not a lot's coming from here. This is how much coming from here. And I need to raise my prices for this maybe or eliminate this. So that's what helps is just looking at all these spreadsheets and how it correlates. And also, and I know you guys do that. Don't you do monthly reviews or something on this podcast as well? Yeah. So like if your Pinterest is going down one month and you're like, what? what? What happened? Then you know, oh, I need to talk to this team member. Or if you don't have a team right now, then you know, I need to go look and see what that was. Was that because either my promoted pin stopped or a Tailwind tribe was deleted? Like, I don't know. There might be something, for instance, like my funnel. I know you guys just had an episode about your evergreen funnel. So <laughs> I was looking at my funnel and didn't even realize that two of my emails out of my follow-up sequence weren't even yeah. sending. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a good mm-hmm. conversion rate, what? but I'm like, yeah, that could have been a really good conversion yeah. rate. So what? Like the email that was my first email, like the replay email wasn't sending. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. So because my team did reporting, I looked at the numbers and I thought, we have a 0% open a rate thing. on this? Mm-hmm. That's a little odd. <laughs> so anyways, numbers are important and numbers can be sexy. And if you're a CEO, you need to like gracefully step into that CEO role of your business and realize that, Numbers can be fun. Make it fun. Put in a hair mask. Put in a face mask. But use it wisely. It took me a while to get there. I'm I'm like you, where it's like I I like being told about the data and and talk to like I want to talk through how we interpret that data and what does that mean for our business. But I don't like getting it. I don't want to go find that data, and I definitely don't want to crunch the numbers because I don't know how to add. And so <laughs> definitely have other people on my team do that for me. Uh, oh percentcalculator.net oh is the best <laughs> website I've ever come across in my entire life. You can literally put in what is 2% of this number and it gives you an answer. Yes. Guys, this is not hard math. I don't know why she it, needs this website. Listen, don't, don't. Everything is Less hard mental for energy. Yes. Just go boop, 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 and you get it. It's so easy. So anyways, I, you know, you can just ask Google, right? You don't even have to go to that website. It's, it literally, it's like, so it, but like, it's like, so easy. it's like meal planning with numbers. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. So like, if you're there where you're like F numbers, I'm never going to like them. They make me uncomfortable. Like, okay, own that. Like it made me uncomfortable for a long, long time. But Abby was like, I don't care that it makes you uncomfortable. We're still going to talk about it. And I got to the point where I was like, Abby, what's our stat on? And I would like throw something at her. And she's like, all right, let me figure out how to do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> good now. Oh, fun, Abby. <laughs> 
Oh, it is fun. Yeah. I love I love figuring it out. And it is I'm I'm definitely interested to hear more about how what sort of reporting you delegate to your team because as of right now, we have done all of our own reporting minus our profit and loss statement. So our profit and loss statement is definitely handled by a bookkeeper, but everything else, we're checking the systems and seeing how they're working. And so even though like, I just think people let go of these things at different times. And so we... We just have held on to that. I I think well, part we of did it- just let go two big reportings, like it's literally true. this week. So I delegate it all, but that's yeah. also because I'm not a detail. It's I think it depends on who you are because true. like if Emily was solo, she be she would have delegated it like way long oh, ago. Yeah. But because you enjoy it, I'm sure that's why you've held on to it because you actually like it. For me. That's emotionally draining. Like anything that's emotionally draining, eliminate or outsource. And so I totally, I think it just depends on the person. I have Abby make my spreadsheets for me because like I can't make them. I'm <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Like, I want to figure this out, but I need a spreadsheet to track it. So you can, you just format my Google sheet mm-hmm. for me. So she formats it for me and then I can plug in the stuff. And oh then I gosh. made a training video on it and I we just delegated I need it, to make so. a training video on how to make your own Google Sheet because it's not I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know that knowledge. There's way more other stuff I want to know. Abby, you're like a magical number unicorn. Oh, well, consider it the fact that both my parents were engineers and I went to art school on mm, accident. Yeah. So. Well, my favorite thing, I'll just, <laughs> this has happened more than once in our biz relationship that I feel like I have to share. I will text Abby like, hey, I want to know this answer. What math do you need? Like I can give you some numbers, like I can look up some stuff, but can you math this for me? And so she's like, all right. So she's like trying to sketch some stuff and she does it. And then I'll ask my husband, who's very much a numbers guy. And he's like, okay, let me math it. And then they'll have like conflicting answers. And so they will call each other and get on speakerphone and like math it out. And I'm over here like drinking my wine. And then they just both <laughs> come back to me with my with the data that I asked well, for. Well, it's usually because Emily told us something weird oh, yeah. and said it I, funny. I, and I don't so- know how to know. <laughs> I was like, I just want to know so this. We both did math. Based on mm-hmm. the knowledge we had, but in terms yeah. of how she <laughs> talked about it differently anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Nonetheless. It's all good. My math was never wrong. <laughs> no, no, we're, no. Both of your guys' math was right. Just one of you was providing me the answer I actually was asking for. <laughs> well, whatever. That's fine. Everyone needs an Abby on speed dial for their math. No, hire someone and you don't speed dial them. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, enough of that nonsense. I so appreciate this whole thing. And I know our audience is like ready to get some shit done and make it happen and set up their profit plan. So if you could take us into talk strategy to me, and I know we talked through some of those steps. I don't know if you want to reiterate them or tell us some things we didn't get to touch on today that you want to make sure these people know if they are setting their business up for success. Yeah. First, you cannot build an online empire by aimlessly working. And I know right now you're trying to build your online empire. You are killing it in business, but you cannot scale if you keep aimlessly working. So I want to keep you from that. Yes. Fact. So now that we know that, 
the first thing, I want to like reiterate the umbrella because I feel like that was a lot. So, you know, all the little humans that were pushing each other, let's just start from the very beginning, like the tasks. So the tasks are pushing the projects. The projects are pushing the pillars. The the pillars are pushing the income sources and the income sources are pushing the profit plan. And the profit plan is what filters all of what's involved in it. And that's going to keep you from implementing all of the amazingly creative, but also not necessary ideas that you have in your brain right now. And also that will happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Filter that shit. (sighs) Yes. (laughs) So much, Haley. (laughs) Of course. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.